welcome to Uphill Conversations. Everything in life worth having is uphill. You can't go uphill with downhill habits. It's time for another show with your host, Tim Pecoraro. Are you ready to be inspired? Well, hello, and welcome to Uphill Conversations. I am Tim. And I'm Megan. And we're so glad that you could join us as you are living your life and heading toward your emerging future. And hopefully you are eliminating any downhill habits and canceling out all agreements with limiting beliefs. And yes, it is true. You can be more, do more, and have more. That's right. So what are we at? Episode what? This is episode 25. 25. I couldn't keep up with it. <laughs> and uh, this is our first intro together on Uphill Conversations. Uh, we had our first co-hosting show last week, and we've gotten some really great feedback, um, and we've really appreciated that. So thank you to those people who have shared with us. And we're having some fun. I mean, it's, we're trying to find our flow, but it's fun. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, great addition. So I just want to tell you that. I just, I like it. You're, yeah. you're good. You challenged me. I like that. You challenged me. So um, what did we have this week? What do we have? So we have? this week, uh, Tim talked with Jessica Rhodes. She is the founder and CEO of Interview Connections. And um, what she does is she helps to book guests for um, other people who do podcasts. And uh, what you really talked about with her, kind of the overarching theme was connections and magnetism. So I think there were a lot of great parts of the episode, and I'm really excited for um, other people to listen to it. Yeah, the connections thing was like really big for me because I stumbled on her. Like it's kind of how I stumble on most guys, you know, then that I've interviewed and I've had the privilege to interview. Where I think that's a good thing. Accidents like that are great, you know. Yes. When you're looking, you're researching, you know, you're just studying, being a student of life and all that stuff, and. And when I saw what she did and then I started reading all her blog stuff, you know, and just all these other things. And I was like, man, she's really good with connections. So it was like, this would be good even for this time of the year. And she's releasing her book. She has a book on interviewing people for a podcast, which I told her I would like to put her in right at the time of her launch. So if you are someone that wants to do a podcast, you can check out her book and you'll find all of her stuff in the show notes. But for me, it was like, you know, when as you and I, Megan, were talking about the beginning of this year and, you know, getting people to launch and get started, get moving, keep moving, you know, where we are. But what about connections? You can't do anything without them. Yeah. And I think one thing that's really powerful that you touch on in the episode is you talk about personal stories and how knowing your own personal story and sharing that with other people, how that can be really inspirational um, as you're building relationships and helping people uh, overcome their own challenges. Yeah. And personal stories change. And that's a great thing for all of us. And we always get to continue to write. You know, what's nice is we have pages that we've written in, but we have a lot of blank pages ahead of us. And it's just good to sit down and take inventory to do that. So um, I did enjoy doing that and speaking with her about it. And there was also another that part that stood out for me in the interview was, you know, legislating love. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I'll say that to people and there's no response. You know, when I say that. Yeah, and Jessica, it was it was kind of neat because she took a moment and uh, really wanted to explore what you meant by that and get a deeper understanding. And 
I really love the conversation that sprung from that about, you know, you can't legislate love. What that means is you can't make somebody else feel a certain way. And that led Jessica into the uh, five love languages and um, community. And that's just all about communication as well. And also going further on that, the idea of magnetism and what you put out into the world is really a big part of what comes back to you. That's yeah. And I'm going to, I think the, the listeners are going to love this interview. I agree. So, Hey, really quick. I want everyone to know that you can get in touch with Megan with the show because, um, we're working together. And as we said last episode, um, there's going to be times that we're together and interviewing. There's times where she may just be interviewing and there's times when, it's just us or just me or whatever. But no matter what, this is what we're doing. So how, what are we looking for and how do people find you? Well, it's really easy to find me. You can connect with me through our Uphill Conversations Twitter account. You can also reach out to me at Megan, M-E-G-A-N, at UphillConversations.co. And I would just love to hear any feedback that you have about the show, what we're doing. If you have any ideas on topics or subjects that you'd love us to talk about, uh, maybe we hit on something in an episode and you'd like us to dig a little bit deeper into that. And of course, we're always looking for uh, people with interesting stories, interesting perspectives um, that could be great guests on the show. Right. We always just want to be a resource, right? We just want to help people. We're here for you guys. We want to ride along. We want to be a ride along partner. Yep. And we're good riding. We can ride. You know, <laughs> I call shotgun. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> I want shotgun. So anyways, without any further delay, though, let's jump into this episode with Jessica Rhodes. Jessica, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Tim. I appreciate the invitation. Well, you are someone that I've, I've been uh, checking your stuff out and knew that you would be a great fit, uh, especially around the whole thing of connections. You seem very, very good at uh, getting people um, you know, to present a, uh, the best self that they have. You're all, you're, you're, I think your stuff is very relatable. Uh, and, you know, I know you do a lot with podcasts and helping people with their show, mm -hmm. but I love your, just your thoughts around relationship and how to be, you know, more magnetic or having magnetism. And I think I, I recently saw one of your posts that you had where it was something like, uh, uh, things like um, how not to or whatever ruin or kill your podcast or something. Like there was <laughs> I've probably some, done something like that. Yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty neat. It was like you know, whoa, sabotage. Yeah. I know. know I have one blog post: how to not be a jerk in podcasting. There you go. That posts. was the one. That was the one that I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully I don't make that list. And <laughs> no, absolutely not. You know, you've been doing everything right. You sent a really nice email asking me to be on the show. It was perfectly written and. I would no question about it would, you know, accepted your invitation. And I, you know, you're exactly right. I really focus on relationships and being in, in the business of booking people for interviews, it often falls under the category of publicity, but I really don't identify as a publicist or someone in PR because I'm focusing on connecting people with other people for the relationship that will come out of it. And whether that's going to have a personal impact on you or a great impact on your business, um, it really is about the relationship and not the, you know, mass publicity, because let's be honest, podcasts have pretty small audiences when you compare it to every other medium out there. Um, but the relationship 
relationships you can get from, you know, who you're meeting with, the host, the guest, the individual listeners who might reach out to you on email or Twitter. That's really where the impact comes from. Yeah. And I guess, you know, in, in what you're saying, it's it's interesting because, you know, it's a very small pool, like you said, podcasting compared to every other medium that's out right. there. And it's kind of like the way people feel like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know anyone, you know, but if right. people would take more time to really be intentional about how they connect, who they connect with, what they actually are bringing in to connect with, that makes all the difference in the world, does it not? Oh, totally. It's yeah. I mean, when you focus on it really only takes, you know, one person to make, uh, you know, to make a difference in your life, um, to make you feel good about what you're doing. I, you know, I, I go to a lot of conferences and events and I remember, you know, when I was, I took, I take my clients out to dinner when we're at conferences and it usually ends up being 10 or 12 of them that are there. And I always have such an amazing time. And I remember at the last one in San Diego, I remember thinking, you know, I'm sitting there with like eight or 10 of my clients and we have over a hundred now at interview connections. And I remember thinking if these were the only eight people that were working with me, I would be happy because they're such awesome people and I'm having such a great time. And it really isn't about how many people, but it is the deep and you know, the deep relationships and the quality of the connections that you make with people in your life. That's really what makes everything worth it. Right. And then when they extend and connect you to something else, I mean, it's, it's that much more meaningful and worthwhile because it's almost like it makes this very, um, uh, protected and valued, uh, inner circle almost of people that if they're going to expand it or, or widen that circle out, they don't want to bring in anything that's going to be detrimental to it. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. You know, when you said inner circle, it kind of made me think of, um, you know, and you're, uh, for, for us as, you know, entrepreneurs and business owners, uh, I look around and it's like when you start your own business, when you, you know, when you become self-employed, all of a sudden you're out on your own and you kind of have to build this circle around you. And like, you have to build this, you know, network of trusted advisors and people that you can turn to when you need help. Because when you're in a traditional job, you know, you have your supervisor, you have your boss, you have coworkers that are around you. And then when you go out on your own, you're like, okay, I need to consciously make connections and build relationships with people I can trust. And it's really nice when you get, when you can find those people that are good for you, um, whether it's like your business coach or if you have a life coach or, um, you know, even maybe off doing something and she's going to do uphill conversations and let it happen. So welcome everybody. So if you are in your car, please keep your hands on the wheel, but if you're <laughs> somewhere else, please just clap and welcome her stand to your feet and, um, you know, do all that good stuff. And we're going to be talking more about how to get in touch with her, um, for the show and stuff like that, but you're going to be getting communication from her and, you know, some good stuff. So we'll get into all those details. So as I ramble, let me unramble and move back to what we're, uh, wanting to kind of bring up here. So Megan, you know, we, we know that so many people have, like these new year's resolutions, they, people start them, they stop them. Some people don't care anymore. Some people say they're stupid. Some people say, uh, there's no point. Then you've got people that say, well, I believe you should always be improving all the time. That's, I mean, that's the truth, right? I mean, everybody's kind of there. So what we did was we said, Hey, let's reach out to some folks Mm -hmm. and let's kind of, you know, see where their minds are in all of this you know, knowing that people can be more, do more and have more, which is what you'll always hear me say. 
I do believe that the most important thing is that you're always moving forward. It's not just about movement because you can move anywhere. You can move, you know, in the direction you want to go. You can move in a direction you quasi want to go. And you can move in, you know, a direction that you probably shouldn't be going. But for those of everyone that's listening, we just kind of want to just camp out there. So why don't you kind of let everybody know what you did, like how you, what you did, what, what did you send out? What kind of questions so that our listeners can kind of, you know, grab a hold of, you know, where this, where we are and where we're coming from in this conversation. Sure. So um, what we did is we just really wanted to look at, you know, those typical resolutions that people make. So like Tim mentioned at the beginning of the year, you know, people have a tendency to say, okay, you know, what went really well this this past year? Um, What are some things that I'm really proud of? What what didn't go so well? And then start looking forward. So um, we asked, like Tim said, you know, do you even make resolutions? And um, one of the interesting things is. A lot of people said, no, I don't make resolutions. I think they're silly, but I do set goals. Um, And overall, the really consistent thing is that we found that um, even if people were anti-resolution, they still said, but, you know, I have hopes and dreams and aspirations that I try to set forth each year. So um, we'll get a little bit more into that and into those details. And then um, we kind of built off that question. So what resolutions are you excited about? what are the obstacles that you run into when you are setting up those resolutions or those goals? And, um, you know, what causes you not to stick with them? What's been successful? Um, and and really just how do you maintain forward momentum? Okay, cool. And and so when when you sent those out, obviously you get any number of answers. Mm-hmm. And that's the cool thing about questions when you ask people a question because – Everybody's receiving it in a different way from a different place. Um, there are some people that when you ask, you know, some of those questions like, you know, what were your goals? I mean, there are some people that, well, my goals this year are the ones that I didn't do last year. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or I abandoned those goals and mm-hmm. now I'm going to try something else. You know, what's what's consistent to me regardless is that we all want something more. We want more. Let's start off with the people that basically said, um, you know, I don't set resolutions. Like what, what, what did you discover from some of the answers where they were like, I, I don't set them and why not? Uh, so some people said that they didn't set resolutions because, um, some people thought that, you know, if if that's what it took, if it took some sort of annual ritual to set a resolution, then it was kind of just blowing smoke and that you should really choose to live your life a certain way and make lasting changes rather than relying on a resolution. So that was that was kind of one of those answers. Um, another answer, which I found really interesting, was um, someone who, you know, we have kind of American traditions of setting resolutions. And she said, actually, you know, I don't do that anymore. Um, I do an Ecuadorian tradition where I write down all the, you know, the things that didn't go well last year. I put them in a paper doll. I burn them at midnight. Um, and then I just write down my hopes for the next year and and do kind of the same thing. So um, I, I think that the people who didn't set resolutions either thought that, you know, it was somewhat superficial or, you um, you know, didn't didn't necessarily want to 
be someone who followed the crowd. Um, but the interesting thing, again, is that all those people, even though they were anti-resolution, they still said, but I do like to think about my hopes and dreams for the next year. Right. Because that's what we still are left with. Sure. I mean, so whether you want to call it a resolution, whether you want to call it a goal, whether you want to call it a change, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You're still looking for something. Right. right. We, I mean, we all want something mm-hmm. different. We want something better. We want something new. Mm-hmm. We want something that obviously uh, surpasses, you know, what we've had. And that's once again, we're back to that whole current condition thing that mm-hmm. everybody gets stuck with is like, you know, I mean, and, and we'll kind of let's just digress into this a little bit. Okay. When it comes to, you know, people and their in their in their thinking and 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 what they ultimately want to accomplish, um, it is real for them that m- most people aren't satisfied. I mean, they're just not. It's not good enough. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be in this. Even if it's good, though, is I mean, do you feel like there's anything wrong with even if, you know, hey, my life's been great up till now, but is there more? I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, what do you think? Well, I think that that I, I think that that's a great question. I mean, I really believe in the idea of, you know, kind of that continuous improvement and always looking, you know, to say, Okay, I, I've built this. This has been really wonderful. But, you know, what other what gifts do I have that I'm not using? Um, what dreams do I have that I haven't gone after yet? And I think that um, as humans, we have the tendency, you know, we get comfortable and, you know, we say, I'm comfortable, I'm happy, things are going really well. But I think when you get comfortable, all of a sudden you fall into a bit of a lull where you look back and you say, oh my gosh. I've been doing the same thing for this long and I'm, I'm not really continuing to grow myself or um, kind of do follow those dreams that you may have had at some point. So um, I, I really, I really love the idea of always kind of asking yourself and self-checking and really creating that awareness just to say, you know, am, am I really fulfilled? So maybe I'm happy and maybe things are going well, but am I ultimately fulfilled? And is there more, that I could be doing to put out in the universe and more, um, more that I could be doing it and also be receiving. Is that more of an external look or is that more of an internal look for you? I mean, I think that self-awareness is one of those things, um, that, that can really challenge people because, you know, I, I think whether you like it or not, everybody, you know, they have, um, you know, who they are, but then they also have the perception of how other people see them. So I think that it's it's a balancing act for those people. And they say, okay, you know, here are all the things that I'm doing on paper. And all of that sounds really good. But but I think it is scary to then kind of turn it on its head and take a hard look at yourself and the things that you're doing and say, okay, I know that all these things that I'm doing sound really impressive, but am I fulfilled? And am I aligned internally? And, you know, what are some of those, some of those things that, um, you know, what, what's missing? Is there something missing? Or, you know, do I have untapped potential that I'm not, that I'm not utilizing right now? And that's a big question. What's missing? You know, like when you have to sit there and go, what could I be missing? And, I mean, that's that's something that could really like unsettle you. Sure. You know, because you have to I mean, you can't look anywhere else, Mm -hmm. you know, because I don't think another person can do it for you. I don't think 
it's the, you know, a lot of people go, if I could just have this job or if I could just do this thing or if this person would be there or if it would be this way, you know, I mean, what would change? Well, and, and that's where I think you get into the whole, the whole conversation of, you know, you, you can't um, you can't live your life on what ifs. You can't say, you know, as soon as I lose those 10 pounds, I'm going to be happy. As soon as I am able to get this job, I'll finally, you know, find that person that I'm, you know, meant to be with. And then, you know, the world is going to be wonderful um, because you always have to live with yourself. And, you know, you, you know, it's, it's, you know, my, my dad would call the airplane theory. You have to take care of yourself before you can take care of anybody else. So if you aren't aligned and if you're not fulfilled, you know, you can't, I think you can't spend your whole life making other people happy because ultimately, you know, you have to live with yourself. Right. So like the airplane theory, just Mm -hmm. to clarify. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's. (laughs) The plane, they're saying, hey, (laughs) oxygen mask just came down. Put yours on first because how can you help anyone else, you know, without it? So how can you love anyone else if you don't have Mm self-love? How can you serve anyone else if you haven't learned to put the things in you to be able to serve? You know, too many people are operating out of an empty reservoir. And so whether it's a goal, whether it's a resolution or whatever, I mean, these are just things that we just need to be regularly aware of and and giving attention to. What are your thoughts? So if you have an empty reservoir, it doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter if you're 20 years my senior, you know, or, you know, one year plus 11, younger than me, mm-hmm. or even younger than that. How much can you actually accomplish when your reservoir is empty, you're not growing yourself to be able to do the things that you need to do. You can't just say, oh, I met my goal. There's going to have to be some growth associated. But if you don't have a full tank, it's not just going to be, I met my goal. If you care about others and you want to do more and invest into them and be a part of a world bigger than yourself, how far can you go on E? I mean, obviously, you you can't go very far on that. Um, you know, you you need to be somebody who is finding different ways that you can kind of fill up that tank. So, what are those things that um, that you enjoy that are fulfilling you and that are motivating you and that are continuing to feed to feed that engine? So, um, I think it's really important that you're constantly working to grow as an individual. There's a question that people that you had asked everybody. Your question was, what resolutions are you excited about in mm-hmm. 2017? Did you notice there was more of how much of it was just stuff I want to do or who I want to become? I, I mean, hands down, it's almost all who I want to become. It's it's all working on yourself. So whether it was, you know, fitness goal, a financial goal, um, having a more positive mindset and and one that I really really liked was uh was being more present so um I think that you know majority of of those they're they're really sort of those deep things that people want to improve about themselves uh it's not just I want to make more money this year I want to you know buy a new car people aren't really saying those things I mean they're they are doing that that self-check and they're saying, how do I want to improve and how do I want to grow myself and become a better person or how do I want to, um, you know, 
become, you know, develop better habits physically, uh, mentally. So I think there's a lot more of a of a focus on those. You know, it's a new year. It's a new start. How can I refresh and how can I um, continue to invest in myself? And what I love about that is it's not once again, it goes back to not being dependent on someone else. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like today, that's what we see so much. And I don't care what age, so many people are depending on someone else. They're like, if they will do this, then this will make it easier for me to do what I want to do. And I love how it there's, you know, from what we've done and, and what you actually sent out and got feedback, mm-hmm. you know, on people are saying, I want to grow me. I really want to grow me. So anybody listening, you know, if that's the way you're viewing things, that's a good thing. I would really just, you know, forget about the world around you. Forget. It. Listen, it's not an election. It's not going to be, um, um, you know, the perfect anything. It's going to be you. It's going to be what, when you turn in and look inside yourself, that's where you're going to be able to find the greater things that you actually can bring to the world. If everybody spends their time looking everywhere else, my question is, what's the extension of that? What what comes from you? Where does your essence show up? Where does your investment become a part of it? Is your investment only if that person will, if this thing will happen, like that is not an extension of yourself. That's just you wanting someone to make, you know, the game easier for you. And I mean, I really believe, you know, especially from my upbringing and you even shared in the beginning about, you know, growing up and, you know, you were sick a good bit or whatever. And your parents were like, no, that's, that's not your identity. Mm-hmm. That doesn't define you. You know, it's, they put something in you that said, who are you? You know, what are you going to do? Right. You told me a story um, about um, when it came to sports. It, do you know what I'm talking about? The, I think it was something around the, you know, you. <laughs> and I'm not, listen, those of you listen, I'm not, make, I'm not making fun of Megan for this, but you like you with your inhaler and whatever else. It's like, I'm going to go run. I'm going to go do this. Like, tell me a little bit about that. Sure. So, um, so you know, growing up, so I, I, you know, diagnosed as an asthmatic, was in and out of the hospital at least a couple times a year. And basically, if I got a cold, I had pneumonia. So, um, but I, you know, I still played, I played soccer from the time that I was in kindergarten. I was a midfielder, which meant that I was running all the time. Um, And one of the things that I decided that I wanted to do um, when I was playing softball, when I was, I don't know, probably seven or eight years old, is I wanted to be a catcher. And my parents kind of looked at me and said, um, well, you're allergic to dust, so maybe, <laughs> so maybe that's not the best. Um, the question is, what are you not allergic <laughs> right. to? <laughs> not a lot of things. Um, the earth. I'm allergic to the earth. So they're like, well, you're allergic to dust. So is that really the best um, position? And I was just like, listen, I, you know, I, I want to do this. And they were like, all right, you know, we'll, we'll support you. And you know, they were kind of standing on the sidelines with the inhaler, always waiting just to, <laughs> to make sure that everything was okay. But um, I mean, that that was just kind of that was how it was. And and they, you know, they had to push me sometimes and sometimes they had to, you know, pull me back and make sure that I was that I was okay. But, um, you know, I I just never I never saw myself as that sick kid, even though I knew I was um, because I, I just had 
you know, great people always just saying, you can be whatever you want to be. And what's cool about that is like what people were saying is, you know, the majority of the folks were looking inward, (laughs) not to get stuff. They were looking to say, who can I become? And you did not allow that to hinder you, you know, and in a lot of cases, it's all the stuff. And, and and don't get me wrong. I understand there are people with legitimate things that keep them from things. But you made that decision and you were taught that, you know. So I do believe for even those that are listening right now, maybe they weren't taught that. But we're telling you right mm-hmm. now that you can do something different. There is more to you than what you're even looking at right now. There's more to you than what you're saying is your possibility. You know, you've got to, you've got to test, you got to test it. Now, of course, this is, here's a disclaimer, you know, my little legal notification. (laughs) I'm not telling you to do anything to harm yourself. What, what we're trying to say to you is, you know, when it comes to you, you've got to go inside again and say, this is where I want to go. This is what I want to do. So whether it's a goal, whether it's a resolution, whether it's, I mean, who knows what it is. You got to make a big change in your life. Go inside, look inside, have conversations with yourself. And and, and let me ask you, when, you're, when your parents said, okay, we support you, even though they, have, they were on the sidelines with the inhaler, you knew the inhaler was nearby. Mm-hmm. Sure. But what did that do to change your game? I mean, it, I, I just had, I was able to have confidence just to know that, you know, they they would be there if I needed them, but um, also just to have their support. I mean, it helps you to be, um, to go in and be a little bit fearless. So I, I think the really great thing about a new year and this whole conversation is you have the opportunity to, um, to approach things. I mean, think about yourself when you were younger and think about kind of that you know, unlimited capacity to just dream, you know, what do I want to be? What are, how do I want to change? What are the things that I can do? Um, So the new year, what a great opportunity to, to take a look with fresh eyes and kind of think to yourself, you know, what would my unhindered, you know, or what would my future self say to me right now um, as I'm setting goals for next year and allow yourself to dream a little bit because, you know, I, I just think what an amazing world it would be if everybody had kind of the insight to say, to look at themselves and say, what are my gifts that I'm not utilizing or that I'm underutilizing? And how could I put them out there in the world in a way that um, would fulfill me, but could also help other people? I mean, I think that would just be incredibly powerful. All right. So, so if we could say to everybody, number one would be, hey, look inside, Mm -hmm. right? Look inside, look at, you know, I think relationships is a big deal, you know, knowing that you, and if you didn't have them, you know, you didn't have the best relationship, maybe with your family, we're talking again, well, I didn't have a great relationship with my family. Well, there are more people on the earth and you can make some good relationships. Wouldn't you agree? And, Mm -hmm. and I'm also not going to be limited by something that says I can't do something. So what if we focused on what you can do? Right. Mm -hmm. So, what about another thing when it comes to that, which goes into that whole area of you can't just start it. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, you know, I will honestly say I have started some things. I mean, I've got a lot of things that are, I mean, there may be, there may be stuff sitting out there on the internet that I started that are still out there that I think I forgot about. 
You know, it's kind of like my MySpace page. Your MySpace page, page yeah. <laughs> you know, it's still out there. Now, I'm not telling any of you to go look at it because, my God, I have no idea what would be on that MySpace page. But it's sticking with it, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, in, 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 and so the work that Megan and I are going to be doing in the future is we're really going to be investing in people and building and growing people and working with individuals, working with teams, working with, you know, companies, working with entrepreneurs that work with a ton of virtual assist assistants. Those are the things that we would like to be doing, but you can't just start it. Mm-mm. You've got to stick with it. Let's talk about that. Well, I mean, I, I think that that is, you know, hands down when we, kind of our, our, our survey of people that we did, um, that was the biggest challenge with resolutions was, um, you know, not just starting them, but sticking with them. And I think that it's really important if there's a goal that you have or if there's something that you want to do that you don't just um, you don't just say, OK, I'm doing it. But really take some time to think about, you know, what is it that you want to accomplish and set set a plan in place. Think about, you know, what are those check-ins with myself? How am I going to hold myself accountable? Um, am I going to, you know, find somebody else to kind of partner with me and to to say, hey, you know, Tim, I'm, I'm going to be working on this. Can you just check in with me, you know, every, you know, once a month and just kind of see how I'm doing? So that's a great way to do it. Um, but it's really building those the processes or setting yourself up for success by setting some guidelines for yourself and also some check-ins some check-ins yeah like what would like how what what's something that you would tell me to check in on uh well i've heard you a lot <laughs> on this podcast uh talk about a book or two that you've been writing over the course of the last few years and that's one that you few years year <laughs> yeah 15 <laughs> 15 years listen i'm saying in 15 years but yes and and you did ask me about it I did. and you're doing it now what did i show you today what did i show you on my computer you showed that you're starting to make some progress you're starting to transfer what you started into a more robust system, I guess, that can help you build on it. For writing my book. That's yes. right. So those of you listening, and I said that this is a year, I am going to write my book. This is so bad right now for me in a way. It's good <laughs> and bad because I have Megan in front of me. I have those of you listening. And so by the end of this year, there's supposed to be a book. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah. So. <laughs> so so I'll continue to check in with Tim on that and I'm going to help him stay accountable um, to that goal. Uh, but but I mean, that's that's a that's a great I mean, that's a great way to do it. And I think, you know, Tim, when did you when did you launch this podcast? Um, August of last year, 2016. OK, so I mean, for you, when you're thinking about 2017 and what what goals do you have for this podcast? I mean, how how are what what's kind of next with this? So one of them is um, to really just continue to advance the show, to continue to, um, you know, which everybody knows I'm not focused on how much money anybody makes. Um, I I have had the privilege of interviewing some unbelievably wealthy people, but that's not what I care about talking about. I care about, you know, what's in them. 
It's building the person to build the thing. And so I want to do more of that. I want to, you know, add more voice into it. You know, I want to have, um, you know, at least a main co-host with me and then um, have some other every now and again guest co-hosts. But I, I'm a big um, collaborative person. I believe collaboration is the admission, not the admission like it's your ticket, but it's admitting weakness. And not weakness in the sense that you can't do something. It's that I'm better with someone than I am without them. And um, and it also invests in other people. It's not focusing on this 1% that everybody wants to talk about that has all this money. I'm talking about the 49, 50% of people who actually have a lot of great things that they can do. They're just too busy or they're too occupied or they don't know where to begin or, you know, what it would look like and all those things. I just want to, you know, really continue to drive that home. So it would be a shelf life um, podcast, not disposable. You know, there's, we have too much waste everywhere. We look, there's waste, you know, um, waste is part of life. Our bodies understand that, (laughs) but also there's just waste, waste that just happens or there are trends and other things. And I'm not knocking somebody that really has capitalized on a trend. I'm not interested in those things. I want things that people can go back to and listen to again and go, you know what, here are some things that, that, you know, these are some tools or some tips or some information that will help me no matter what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So those are my kind of three things. And thank you for putting me on the spot and asking me that question. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) And so now my turn to put you on. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I was like, "Ah." um, so let's really quick. So we, we're we're talking about sticking to it, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. just going with it. Obstacles. Oh my gosh. When you ask the question, what obstacles have gotten in the way? You know, or even if they do get in the way, mm-hmm. you know, um, um, in the way of your, you know, of your resolve to make changes, what was the feedback that you got? I, I think, you know, from the standpoint of obstacles, you know, different people face different challenges. So um, one person in particular, they said, you know, I really, um, you know, want to try to get healthier this year. Um, And, you know, an obstacle to that could be, you know, who is your partner? Is your partner on board with that? And if they're not, and you're not in a supportive environment, um, that can be a really big challenge if you're trying to to make a change, especially in your lifestyle. So um, that that was one obstacle. I think another obstacle is, you know, someone who said, I, I really want to focus on the joy in life and I really want to work on being more present. And an, an obstacle to that can be, you know, you we're a little bit like chameleons. So when we go into an environment, if it isn't a positive environment, that can be a huge drain on you. So it it can be really challenging to find the joy and to focus on the positive if you're in an environment that is just full of negativity. So I think that can be a really big obstacle. But, you know, like you and I talk about a lot, Tim, you that's where, you know, you as the individual can can make an impact because you can think about your day. You can think about how you want your day to go and you can, um, you can put yourself into different things rather than all those things happening to you and bombarding you during the day. So, um, 
obstacles are out there. I mean, it's a it's a big challenge, especially when you're making change and change is hard. I mean, if change was easy, people would, you know, everyone who started a diet would lose 15 pounds. You know, everyone would be healthy. Um, there'd be a lot fewer problems in the world. But um, change can be scary. It can be hard. And, um, you know, it can be a big challenge if you're not in a supportive environment of the changes that you want to make. You know, I'm one of those people that believe that the obstacle is absolutely the way. Ryan Holiday wrote a great book, The Obstacle is the Way. And we need to embrace that more instead of trying to always find a way to avoid it. Mm -hmm. Most people shut down. They quit. They give up. This didn't work. So this is in my way. So, you know, that's what they do. You know, and I um I love this, and and I will I promise everybody will put it in the show notes, and and Megan will write that down because <laughs> uh, she's better at uh, putting that in the show notes. But that you know, there is a coaching habit you can have for yourself, and we'll reference the book, and it's a great book for yourself, and it's all about the coaching habit. But when this happens, so. When an obstacle shows up, instead of me freaking out, shutting down, running away or whatever, instead of that, I will. You make a decision. And one of the best ways to deal with those obstacles is to decide that the obstacle is not going to be the thing that impedes my progress. Instead, I'm going to learn to work with that obstacle. Because if you're not being challenged, I guarantee you, you're not going to grow. Mm -hmm. You're not going to improve. You're not going to see the next level of anything. You're going to get the same exact thing that you've been getting over and over and over again. Now, you may get some reprieve. You may get a little break. You may get a little, oh, I avoided <laughs> that. But what did you do to grow? Mm -hmm. You don't grow by avoidance. You know, and, you know, it's it's kind of like um, th there's a story of a guy that, you know, was in a bad situation where their company was about to lose a whole bunch of money and and he knew it. And this company was funding them and they knew that they had to do something and they had an idea. But instead of waiting for the investors to approach them, you know what they did? They put their tails on an airplane, flew up to New York to meet with the investors and say, look. We're bleeding money. We're not doing very well, but this is our plan. And those people listened to them. They gave them and they said, okay, you know what? Number one, you took the long walk down the hallway. I mean, that's huge. Mm -hmm. And guess what? They let them do it. And here's what I believe, Megan. I believe this with all of my heart that Maybe that plan wasn't the best plan, but because they took that long walk and that person respected that, they put their belief behind them. And even a bad plan has a greater opportunity to succeed than no plan at all, mm -hmm. hiding and cowering and never confronting it. I've just developed some confidence, right? And if I have a plan, I go see you and you say yes and you work with me. Oh, my gosh, what could happen? I mean, and I've seen 
and I've seen this too many times, and you're in the same world I am. Mm -hmm. You know, that's our backgrounds, marketing and working with companies, working with businesses, which that's some of the stuff you guys will hear more about where we're wanting to go to help people to grow and to get better. We want to build people to build what they're doing as opposed to just building things and cashing in. Mm -hmm. So I'm one of those people that say I would rather have a group of people that want to grow and let them work together to mastermind a plan that may not be the best one in the world, but they're together and see that happen as opposed to a bunch of people that are disjointed, not connected, won't work together with all the money in the world. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. With that same, you know, kind of plan, it's going to fail to me, you know, give me people that want to grow just so you guys know, um, on here, we sound agreeable, but she doesn't agree with me usually. <laughs> <laughs> that that may be true. It's like 50% of the time. I agree 50? with you. 50? 50. That's high. <laughs> Maybe that's an exaggeration. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So at the end of it, we're talking about resolve. Mm -hmm. You know, resolve versus regret. What's that key little part between resolve and regret? I mean, it's just putting yourself out there and taking a risk and setting um, and setting those goals. Because, I mean, you can if if you don't do anything, if you don't resolve to do anything, then nothing will ever change. And if nothing changes, you know, you might look back and say you, you might have regret and you might say, wow, you know, what what have I been doing um, this last year? What did I accomplish? How have I become better? What have I, um, you know, how have I positively impacted other people or impacted the world? Okay. So I've got some things I'm going to throw at you. Okay. Why do people matter so much to you? Hmm. Um, so someone a few years ago asked me in, in a job interview kind of off the cuff um, in completely unexpected. They said, you know, if if you were to come to the end of your life and look back, um, what would it be that you would want people to say about you? And for me, um, I, I sort of realized that I, I would want people to say, wow, Megan really cared about other people and about um, uplifting other people and other people's happiness. So I just, I value relationships. I mean, I really feed off the positive energy um, and the love that I get from other people. Um, I think that that so many people out there have an incredible amount of um, spirit and heart and untapped potential. And, um, and I just, I think that they that there's so many people that just need people to bring that out of them. Um, but I'm, I'm just, you know, fascinated by people and their stories. Um, and, and, and I just, I don't know, I'm, I'm a big fan of raising other people up. What is the biggest piece of oops that you had to swallow? Oh, okay. So, the biggest uh so when i or huge yeah or big or just whatever um so i i'm a person who really believes in owning your mistakes um and i've made a lot of them over the years i think that's a great way to learn though. can we write this down um oh, hold on. What, let's what's just... the list is this are we going to do a list of top 10 or just one no i'm just going to share just going to share the one oh, okay so 
Um, when I worked in banking um, and I was, I don't know, I was maybe eight months into my job there and I was um, helping somebody close a home equity line of credit or something like that. And I read the payoff wrong on a mortgage that we were drawing and sending. Um, so my calculation ended up being off by something like, I mean, it was thousands of dollars. Um, and I mean, I was pretty green at that point. I was 23 years old, um, didn't really know what I was doing, but I caught it and I had to very sheepishly uh, go to my boss and say, hey, so I made this $5,000 mistake um, and the, there wasn't any money to cover it. So basically the bank ended up having to take a loss and um, that was I mean, it was really crushing as someone who I'm, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. Not uh, a little. Let's, <laughs> I was going to say, you're, that is kind of big because you are not a little bit of a perfectionist. Yeah. And interestingly enough, the loan I was closing <laughs> was for like a fellow employee. So oh, it was, wow. yeah, so it was just a mess. Um, but I will tell you, I never made that mistake again. Would you say that you struggle with being a perfectionist? <laughs> uh, let me think for about 15 minutes so I can come up with the perfect answer um, to that question. I, yeah, I, I definitely do. Um, so I uh, always had to work. Um, I always felt like I had to work harder than other people uh, to um, achieve. Um, maybe that's just because I'm small in stature or um, because I'm the youngest of three uh, kids. But um, I think as a result, I, um, you know, I always believe that there's the opportunity to do better. There's always, you know, the ability to improve upon something. And uh I think that sometimes that hinders me a little bit because rather than just showing up and being present and uh, authentic, I try to uh, perfect things. But um, one of the things I'm actually working on in 2017 is uh, really just being able to uh, be okay with less perfection. How's that going so <laughs> It's a struggle, but um, no, it's it's actually, it's going better. I mean, even um, this podcast for me, it's outside of my comfort zone. I mean, I did, I did theater and performing, you know, my whole, my whole life up through college. But, you know, when you, when you perform, you have lines, you get to pretend to be somebody else. And um, I've... You mean you're not reading the lines I gave to you <laughs> for this podcast? I gave and, you, I gave you lines. And... And so for me, um, it's hugely outside of my comfort zone to just be on a podcast and not have a script and not know what questions you're going to ask me or where the conversation is going to go. Um, but it's it's helping you know me to um, work on myself and take myself to to the next level. Okay, so as we know that people are moving into you know, they're in the first year, uh, first part of 2017. Mm -hmm. This is like new. We're doing this together. I've only been doing this since August. You're going to be co-hosting with me. Sometimes you're going to be doing some interviews on your own. Um, you know, what, um, what do you want to, what do you want to add to uphill conversations? How do you feel you fit? Uh, I mean, I, I am really excited 
to come into uphill conversations because um, I think that, you know, not to talk about our age difference, but I think that I offer <laughs> what? what? Um, I think that I offer uh, maybe a little bit different of a perspective um, from from Tim. Uh, I kind of border on that millennial generation. Uh, so I'm excited for that. Um, and really, I just um, am excited to help, you know, you, Tim, build this to the next level and try to reach more people, um, you know, maybe think more about how we are, uh, you know, integrating the different things that we're doing, come at it maybe from a marketing perspective and help just execute on some of the visions that that you and I have talked about and some of the ideas you have in your head. Okay, great. And as a leader... Because that's one of the things that I see in you. Talk about your process over the last, I don't know, several months, just tapping back into your ability to be a leader and a coach. Um, I think that I mentioned that I, you know, early in my career, I realized that I had a real um, drive to help other people be successful. So, um, you know, Tim hasn't mentioned it, but I actually, um, we, when we reconnected at a pulse luncheon, uh, after the, the best and brightest, um, just started talking in and I actually hired Tim as uh, my coach and it has, uh, working with Tim has been, uh, it's been really great. It's helped me with my awareness, um, about myself. But one of the things that I realized is, um, you know, I've, I have not been utilizing um, those skills uh, as much as I could be. And um, and that's really where my passion lies. So I'm so glad that um, we we're able to introduce this new uh, partnership and the things that we're doing uh, with myself and with Megan or Megan and myself or Megan and I or I and Megan. Uh, she'll correct me on those things. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> she always does because I get them all over the place every which way. So um, we're going to be doing a lot of different things. We're going to be bringing more uh, tools and resources uh, through our partnership of, um, you know, for developing people and growing people and seeing people uh, be more um, and become uh, a, a greater and better version of themselves. So we'll do it around leadership and, and team development and um, how to build a better culture, especially around where, where we know that this world is virtual. It's big. It's a, it's a digital space. It's, a, it's like digital everywhere you look. So you've got an entrepreneur doing something. He's got VAs or she's got VAs and people are doing different things. But we want to continue to add value to you. But it's not just going to be the tools. It's not just going to be the information. It's going to be who are you and who are you becoming. So keep that in mind as uh, we move forward. So there's going to be days that it's going to be Megan and myself, and there are going to be days it's just Megan or it's just me. We're going to still be interviewing. Sometimes we're going to be doing solo. Sometimes we're going to be together. Um, whatever. We're just going to go with it. And we just appreciate your support, and we want you to be involved in it. So you can reach her at Megan at UphillConversations.co. And if you want to see what else she does that is not as important 
<laughs> that are working with me on this podcast. Just kidding, obviously. Where can they find you? Uh, they can find me at finnernconsulting.com. Uh, which will actually take you to my LinkedIn page. Uh, or you can find me on Facebook or Twitter at Meg Ryan Finnern is my handle. That's our handle. <laughs> Meg Ryan Finnern. And that's where I get that whole Meg Ryan thing from. So now it's honest. You guys all know it. So, and then once again, I will say her, her name is actually Megan. I say Megan. And it's because I know too many people that are M-E-A, not just M-E-G. So that's just kind of how it works. But it, it is what it is. And she gives me permission, right? Yeah. I saw her. Am I cool? Sure. Right. Yeah, you, you can say it like a Southerner. It's cool. Like a Southerner. We'll see that. Well, that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> so we'll just leave that at that. But here's the thing. Just keep listening in. And we hope you've enjoyed this episode go after your dreams, do the things that you're doing, whether it's a resolution, whether they're goals, um, regardless, the main thing is, is set them and then take action on them. Just like do these things, do these, do the goals, work, look inside, stop outsourcing your thinking, stop getting everybody else's opinion. You don't have to be perfect. Just get at it. Just do the thing that you need to do. And then keep the resolve. Know that you got to stick with it. You can't just back off. That's the big thing is consistency. Stick with your goals. Go after them. And the big thing for me is you will see myself and Megan on the hill. You've been listening to Uphill Conversations. If you would like to hear more, subscribe to the show. Go to uphillconversations.co. Later on, ski.